Hey everyone, welcome to the How To Gurus, a podcast with honest conversations from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. I'm your host, Tiffany, and this is episode 17. In this episode, you are going to hear me talk with your other host, Craig, about how we budget money in our family. Now, please keep in mind that while Craig and I are experienced, we are not experts. So what we are going to say in this episode today is simply things that we have done from our experience and what we have found that works for the two of us in our marriage, as well as for our whole family. There can be a lot of ways to do things right. So maybe what you are doing in your family is working wonderfully, and if so, keep doing it. But maybe you haven't thought about how to budget your money or how to make your money work for you. So hopefully you will gain some pointers in this episode, maybe just some little tidbits of help. And if it's not for you, maybe it's for someone else. So as you're listening along, maybe you think of a friend or a family member who you've had a conversation with recently who is just not sure how they should budget their money or why they should budget their money. Share the show with them. We would really appreciate you sharing it. Go on to your podcast listening app and subscribe to our podcast so that when new episodes drop on Mondays, you don't have to go search for those. They'll just fall right into your podcast listening app for you. Rate our show. If your podcast listening app allows, review our show. We love a five-star rating. We love a positive review. So many of you have done that for us and we appreciate that. And so many of you have told us in person that you enjoy our show and we appreciate that encouragement as well. So thank you, thank you for keeping on, keeping on. Now, on to the show. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Hot. It's so hot outside. So hot. That's why I just had to change clothes. I know. Because I was wearing jeans, like thicker jeans and a cute top for church today. And now I'm wearing t-shirt and comfy shorts. (laughs) So thick out. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in global warming, but <laughs> today it's maybe. getting hotter out. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you step thick. outside and you just melt. Yeah. We were saying earlier, today's better than it has been. The last couple yeah. of days have been super thick outside, but Middle yeah, Tennessee is just that way. It's just so hot. It really does make you not want to do anything. But outside. lay around in the air conditioning. So if it's too cold out, I don't want to go out and do anything. If it's yeah. too hot out, I don't want to go out and do anything has to be just right before I want to go outside and do anything. Uh, yep. Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Just right. Yeah. But we can sit in our air-conditioned podcast studio and talk to each other. Yes. So we're going to make good use of this hot afternoon. Why are you looking around like that? Podcast studio. This room that we're in. It's a multi-purpose. It a multi-purpose. It's, it's our bedroom. Office. It's your office. It's our studio. Podcast studio. Because we're fancy like that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I think we need to remodel. How so? Bigger space. Oh, you're going to add on to our house? No, no, oh. no. The little tiny desk that we're calling the studio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is really small. And my it office. serves its purpose, though. You did mention earlier this week yeah. that you think you would like a bigger desk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little that more room to work. Yeah, you're at it all day, every day. If you need a bigger one, you should get one. Yeah, but see, there's this thing called money. <laughs> so That you need to have to buy things. You need to have to buy things. So it's that true. leads us into what we're going to talk about today. Yes, we are going to talk about budgeting. Budgeting. How to budget your and money. And we also talk about that because you just... It's not fun, really. We don't have unlimited funds? No, we actually don't. I thought we did. <laughs> I thought that was what that little plastic card was for. Yeah, just use it, swipe it as much as you want. Yeah. That is the mentality of some people. 
Oh. Yeah. It's not our mentality. I missed that somewhere. You did not. <laughs> Just kidding. So, yeah, budgeting. Budgeting is something that everyone should talk about because I think everyone should live according to some kind of budget, regardless of your income. I think sometimes people feel like a budget is for, I think people who don't have money think a budget is for people who have money. (laughs) And people who have money maybe think a budget is for people who don't have money. But I think that a budget is for everyone. I think that you should sit down on a regular basis, like you and I kind of do it annually and look at your spending for the last year, your income for the last year and have a budget for this year based on those things. And I just think it helps you know where your money's going. I think a lot of times, and I think as we've talked about in previous episodes, probably for both of us, we both have kind of a background. You have a background in banking, but I've worked in the banking field as well for a very short amount of time at the beginning of my career and kind of knew how much trouble people got into and just how bad they, you know, they'd come into the the bank because I was a teller Mm -hmm. and they'd come into the bank and they'd be like, Hey, I want to get 40 bucks out. And I'd be like, sorry, you're in the negative, you know, and they had no idea. And they had no idea. They had no idea what was in their account. They just thought, oh, well, I've got money in there. I got paid on Friday or whatever and didn't realize, you know, what it was. So I think it kind of gave me a good perspective on how easily people can get, it can get away from people. So whenever we got married, we didn't have anything. And so, (laughs) you know, we knew we had to budget because, you know, it was so important for us to be able to live on that budget and to make sure that our dollars stretched as far as they could. Um, But I do think that having a little bit of an insight to how people got in trouble or just seeing how devastated they were when they came in and they're like, what do you mean my account's in the negative? Or why can't I get the $20 that I need for the day, you know, or for the gas that I need to have or Mm -hmm. whatever that was, you know, it was kind of eye opening as a young man to, to see that. And so I'm sure some people don't think about it like that. And you do, you, you sit back and wonder, at least I did whenever I was in that, you know, I'd be like, they didn't know that they were, you know, they yeah. didn't have $20, you know, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's just something that everybody thinks, you know, thinks about because some people just have a mind for other types of things. And it's just the finances just isn't the top of their mind. Right. And budgeting is not on the top of their mind. So when they go to work every day, they're like, yeah, I'm making money and I'm making enough to pay everything. But when you actually put it down on paper, sometimes it's amazing how little and how not far (laughs) that money goes that you're making, especially in today's day and age. Absolutely. disappears. Yes. And I think that's the key is you have to get it down on paper or on a computer. You have to get it in front of your eyes because you're right. We just go to work and we think, oh good, I'm making money. And obviously you know how much you make in your head as far as what you make hourly or what your salary is. But if you're not computing that against what you're spending, Mm -hmm. then you're going to get in a world of hurt really quickly. And that's where You and I I am thankful for the financial background that we both started in so young. And we did, unfortunately, see people in desperate situations where you just watch their face fall. Or even sometimes they would call in my very first banking job when I did summer banking when I was in high school was people calling in to check their balance. This was before the days of having having online banking or an app on your phone. This was in the 90s. I know. I know people had to call the bank (laughs) to find out how much money they had. But they would call to find out their balance. And so a lot of times that was in the negative or Mm -hmm. maybe it was in the positive, but 
they it wasn't had as much as they thought wasn't as much as they thought yeah. and it because they weren't keeping up with it so back in ye olden days in the 90s you know you had to keep a check ledger and yeah. you would write a deposit in when you got paid and then every time you spent money out of your checking account you should have been writing it down as a debit and subtracting so you would know what amount of money you had but a lot of people just don't take the time to do that or keep the records or maybe they just forget to write down one thing and if it's one thing like your house payment that's a pretty big thing to forget to write down and subtract and so it's just really easy to get distracted like you said with everything else going on and just think well I make money I spend money but if you're not writing it down if you're not putting it in front of you. And so that would be my number one piece of advice to people who are like, well, how do you budget money is you've got to get it in front of your eyes. And I say get it down on paper, but there's lots of ways with technology to not have it on actual paper. Like we don't actually keep our budget on paper. We have an Excel spreadsheet. That's what I like to use. There's all kinds of apps these days. I have a friend at work who uses an app and it actually can, there's certain apps that will, um, what's the word like mesh with your integrate. That's the word. Thank you. Integrate with your online banking so that you're not even having to move stuff yourself. You just integrate that app, the budgeting app with your online banking and it sorts your spending for you and lots of ways you can keep track with your spending these days. It's just a matter of, do you want to or not? Yeah. And I think that's the key is I think a lot of people, and I mean, I'm, I'm just guilty because I remember early on, you know, you would balance the checkbook and be like 10 cents off or something like that. And you'd be spending hours trying to find that 10 cents and where you went wrong. And I was just like, (laughs) forget that, you know, it's just 10 cents. But I think that is the key though, is a lot of people that have issues like that or don't want to mess with it. They just, it's not that they're lazy. It's just, they don't think about it like that. They just Mm -hmm. don't want to. And that's fine if you don't want to have an idea, I guess, but to, to some of us that like to know where our dollars are going, you know, Mm -hmm. and want to account for everything, you know, it does make a big difference. I do think from our perspective, I think a lot of people have a lot of problems, especially as young married people, Mm-hmm. Young people in general, I don't think they're getting the basis of budgeting probably necessarily like we did again back then, back in the day. I think yeah. a lot more people kind of, because it was just a different day and age. And I think a lot more people were like, yeah, you got to account for that. You got to figure out, you know, your, your spending and stuff like that. Yeah. At my, least from our perspective. My parents never necessarily sat down and said, this is how no. you make a budget, yeah, no, but huh? they did teach me why spending and budgeting to an extent. Like when I did become of an age where I could start working and having money, I did have some responsibilities. Like we've talked in previous episodes, I had to pay my parents for my car and I was responsible for my gas and I was responsible for if I wanted to stop at the gas station for a snack or run to Sonic for something. Like they didn't just give me an unlimited amount of money to do what I wanted with. They gave me money for the things I needed, like back to school supplies or clothes that I needed or they paid for my car insurance. Like there were mm-hmm. things they paid for. They paid for my school lunches, like all that kind of stuff they right. paid for. But I was responsible then once I had an age where I did yeah. have freedom, right. I had to pay for those kind of things. So in yeah. a way that's teaching me budgeting is obviously my main priorities were my car. I had to right. b- pay my dad for my car and I had to pay for my gas. So after I spent money on those two things, if I had money left over, yeah. then I could go to Sonic and get something or whatever. So in a sense, that is budgeting. Sure. And then my yeah, dad always, yeah. And my dad always talked about saving for the future. Yeah. 
So I knew in the back of my head that was important too, that we need to save for the future. And so you and I, when we first got married, you said we had nothing and that's true, but you and I had both saved a lot of money. So we did have, we did walk into our marriage each with a savings account. It wasn't like we walked in with zero dollars and we both walked in with a full-time job, but we knew that we were walking into getting married really young and paying for you to go to college. So we walked into our marriage with those savings accounts and with those probably minimum (laughs) wage-ish jobs, (laughs) knowing that, yes, we had enough money to meet our needs, Mm -hmm. but we did not have a lot of excess money. So we really had to think about budgeting straight away so that we could make sure all our bills were paid. We had to pay for our rent. And thankfully, we didn't have car payments because you and I had both taken care of that before we got married, but all of a sudden we were responsible for our own car insurance and And the maintenance and all of the maintenance yeah like my parents always paid for all of that for the most part and so we had to all that was our responsibility house cars and all the things that come with the house even though we rented you know you still have utilities and like maybe our water was included or something I don't remember but there was still Mm -hmm. other things that you had to pay for Uh, back then we had a telephone in your house you had like a phone bill you know like just that kind of stuff and so we knew that the money that we had would be enough to cover all that. So then we kind of had to sit down at the end of the month and figure out, okay, so we've paid all of our bills. How much do we have left to spend on groceries? Or how much do we have left that if we want to go out to eat, how can we go out to eat? Can we go see a movie? Can we go have a date night doing some type of entertainment activity? Right. Like all that has to come after yeah. you've made all of your priorities. And unfortunately we live in a culture that that's not always the way of thinking. Mm-mm. It's kind of a me first. Well, I want to go oh. on this weekend trip with my friends. Yeah. So I'm going to go on this weekend trip with my friends and not worry about it. Yeah. I mean, there is a entitlement of, you know, I've worked hard all week and I want to be able to let loose and have some fun or I wanted to go hang out and have a good time, you know, and well, it's going to cost money to go do that. And I think a lot of people feel like, well, I deserve that. So I'm just going to do it and I'll figure it out later. Yeah. And yeah, that works if you don't mind living like that, but that's pretty rough from our perspective. Mm-hmm. But I do think that building those foundations uh, as a young person, like we've got some friends that do give their kids like a certain amount of money and they have to budget for that entire month. Mm-hmm. They do the whole month. And I thought that was pretty cool, you know, because it helps them realize that they're starting to figure out like a budget and I've got to make this last for an entire month or whatever. Yeah. And so that's really cool to to see. And I do think that there's a lot of wisdom in that mm-hmm. um, in teaching children these days the value of having a budget and, and being able to live within your means. Yeah. And um, we did a whole podcast episode for those of you who may be new to listening to our show. If you go back in our mm-hmm. episodes, we have a whole episode on how to teach your kids about money. Right. And we talk specifically about how we've seen other people do it and then mm-hmm. how we've done it in our own home. And what I would encourage you is if you're an adult listening to this and you're like, well, we don't really have a budget. We probably should work on that. It's never too late. No. Uh-uh. You know, it's never too late to sit down and look yeah. at what you have coming in as your income right. versus what you have going out because you may not be able to control what's coming in. Yeah. Like your job may just be what it is and you don't have yeah. an opportunity to change that right now or you don't want to. You know that right. this is the job that God's called you to. But we can always change our outgoing expenses. Right. 
that's always something that you can look at. And it right. doesn't mean you have to suffer and you're not allowed to go have a fun night or go allowed. No, you just got to plan it. To do that. But you just yeah. have to plan it more. Like maybe you set aside again, so much for like, those fun nights. Yeah. And again, we're not professionals on this. This is just our opinion. Right. But even after we had the episode on for budgeting for kids, you know, I've seen and heard different opinions not based off of that. Just what I've seen just in life, you know, and heard people doing it different ways. And it all works as long as you've put something in place that teaches your your kids about the fact that hey money isn't just growing on the trees in the right. backyard you know that there is a value of a dollar and some people's opinion is that it need you know well I don't want to pay my kids and give them a budget when they're little they're little or they live in this house that's all the payment they need you know for this yeah. and you know we give them money hey that's great just as long as you're trying to set some kind we're, of foundation. You're setting a foundation, and that's where I was where I was going with that. You know, the things that I've seen, it was good parents doing that mm-hmm. and being able to set the foundations. And they're you know they're raising their kids. Everybody raises their kids differently, and we're all getting to the same goal of being able to get our kids to be self sufficient when they right. get out of the house. You know. So that's where I think is the same kind of situation, and that's where I was leading up to is on the budgeting is. You know, everybody does it differently. Everybody Mm -hmm. raises their kids differently. Everybody treats their money differently and everybody does things differently. But in the end, I think from our perspective, again, we're just giving our opinion here. But from our perspective, when we live on a budget, it helps out so much because whenever I do look back and the beginning stages of our marriage, because we were young, but I don't think it matters whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter. When you're first newly married, you've got enough pressures and you've got enough things that are stressed on your marriage that if you can figure out a budget Mm -hmm. something that is actually in your control it can help out to save some of the stressors on the relationship because finances are so difficult yeah and i think statistically that is one of the major stressors in marriage is money right and finances and it could be for a number of reasons you know it could be that you and your partner come from different backgrounds yeah and so one of you was raised a certain way the other was raised another way and so you're trying to blend those two histories together or maybe just in your adulthood you've each chosen something different you're like a different opinion maybe a different because you've lived on your own or yeah and personality but you've kind of developed a different working relationship with your money than your partner has and so you have to kind of come together and agree on those and even if you're in agreement on how to manage your money in managing money there still comes spending decisions Mm -hmm. and so even though you've maybe managed your money and you're both in agreement that we need to set aside money for entertainment activities or vacations or whatever you can be in disagreement over how much you set aside or what type of entertainment you feel like is worth your money I want to drive a brand new car. It doesn't really fall into the budgets. Well, I, that's just what I want. I want to be able to drive a brand new car and I want to be able to, and we can, we can afford the payment and I want to drive yeah. that brand new car, you know? And that's just, sometimes you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that you and I've had to decide yeah. and we have not always done it perfectly and we've not always no. been in agreement. I do think that because of the foundation that was set within both of us and we we have fortunately for the most part been on the same page with spending Mm -hmm. a lot of our marriage but we haven't always done it well we've gone through seasons Uh of our life where we didn't really stick to a budget and I would say those are the seasons when we really didn't feel like we had money and it's because we were just kind of spending it well and even if it's small things like stopping for lunch every single day out 
If we're both doing that every single day and you're living on a very modest income, that ends up being a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So there can just be simple things like that, small things like that, where you're just not thinking about the impact that it's having on your overall financial status. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be that one person is out buying stereo systems and TVs or something. What do you have to go to the electronics? (laughs) What? what? Okay, it doesn't have to be that one person is trying to constantly buy a new wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) Or like for women, you know, it is things like skincare is very expensive. Clothes, like boutique clothing can be very expensive. Getting your nails done, your toes done, getting your hair done, like all that stuff can be very pricey. And if you don't build that into your budget, you're going to be way in the hole faster than just going out to lunch every day. You know, so just some of those things that you maybe could cut out for a season. It doesn't mean that you're saying no for forever. But when you look at your income and you look at what's going out, if you have to start cutting stuff, some of those fluffy items, some of these Mm -hmm. I just wanted items have to go on pause for a little while. Well, and that's where I think literally writing it down, putting it down on paper, you see it. And I think that's some of the stuff that can get overlooked sometimes is when we put down the stuff in our budget and you don't write down going out to eat every day or, you know, for lunch, if that's what you do or if you have like you said you know getting your nails done or I'm going to go personal here for myself if I was wanting to go to the gym and have a gym membership Mm -hmm. but when we sat down at the beginning of the year and we wrote down everything and you just leave off going out to eat leave off getting your nails done you leave out and you're just like oh that's just like daily stuff that's little stuff yeah all that little stuff adds up so quick Sure does. And that's where it just goes away faster than you realize. Because a lot of times we think when we look at a budget, we're just talking about the big ticket items. You mm-hmm. know, well, we got to write down our house payment. We got to write down if we have a car payment or insurance or our regular bills. But you don't itemize and try to stick within the limitations of, okay, we need to have a blow fund. Yeah. You know, for just fun money. Fun and money. Yeah. yeah. There's been lots of times when, and as we talked about early on in marriage, you know, that for both of us was like 10 bucks, I think. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, we got that $10 that we can spend anywhere we want, whatever we want mm-hmm. for, you know, stop and get a drink at a gas station or coffee in the morning or whatever. But once we got rid of that $10 cash, that was was it. it. I mean, we didn't have anything else. So I do think that a lot of times, especially in today's day and age of the credit cards and everything else like that. Instant gratification. Yeah. That some of that stuff isn't accounted for. So I think there's not a lot of self-control in the manner of, oh, well, I want to stop and get Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Well, if you stop and get Starbucks and you go out to lunch. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, in the afternoon, I'm going to stop and get a soda at the gas station on my way home because I want a fountain drink or something like that. And and then all of a sudden, by the end of the day, you're spending $20, $25 a day, just if not more, things. Yeah. just on stuff that you don't have to have. You don't need right. it and can come back and bite you really fast because you're not, ex- you know, not really planning that out and thinking about that. And that's where that little piece of plastic can get you in trouble. We are not anti-credit cards at all. We have a credit card. And I think that there can be a lot of value in a credit card just Mm -hmm. for safety measures. Like, I don't think that you should carry around tons of cash with you. I think that having a credit card is safer because you are more protected. If somebody steals your credit card, all you have to do is report that to your credit card company and you are not responsible for those charges. Like, there is protection in having a credit card. 
but there's also has to be responsibility in using a credit card. Mm -hmm. That payment is due every month. So if you're putting all of these little things that you're mentioning, if you're doing your $25 a day just because I want it stuff, or maybe you go shopping with a friend because they ask yeah. you, they have a party coming up or they have something like, hey, will you go shopping with me? And then you end up spending 100 or $200 on yourself because you've seen all these cute things and you're just not even thinking about how much you're, you're just swiping your card. I don't you're, think I've ever looked at it as cute things that I've seen. Well, I'm not talking about for you. Oh, this is oh, not okay. all about you, Craig. I don't oh, know why it keeps coming back to you. You're looking right at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how conversation works. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's easy to just swipe is, that card and is. go, oh, I didn't really spend that much money today. But if you were to go back yeah. and look, and maybe you did spend a couple hundred dollars, well, that has to be due at some point on your credit card. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the trap that people get into is when that credit card bill comes due, they can easily make the minimum payment, oh, yeah. but they can't pay off the balance. And so living in that type of a cycle, I think is dangerous because credit card interest rates are oh, very high. Goodness. And so yeah. if you are not paying off your credit card every month, if you are living on the, the minimum, minimum payment, payment doesn't even cover the interest. No, it's going to take you years and you're going to have bought that cute little outfit two and three times over by the time oh, you yeah. actually end up paying off your credit card. And I think a debit card can be dangerous. I remember in the 90s when you and I were starting yeah. banking is kind of when debit cards yeah. started becoming a thing. Yep. And that is what got people in a lot of trouble is because it's just so easy to swipe it. Mm -hmm. And then they would forget to write it in their ledger. And these days, I know people don't really keep a ledger. Everyone just uses their online banking and their right. app. But it still can be so easy just to swipe that card, swipe that card and not open up your banking app to see, oh, I have swiped my card 12 times today <laughs> and I don't get paid till next week. And how is this spending lining up with my yeah. budget? Whereas when you've sat down on a regular basis and looked at what's coming in versus what's going out, you kind of know in the back of your head, you've allotted maybe $200 a month for yeah. eating out or whatever it is for your family or for yourself individually. Yeah. And so if in one day you've spent $25 on going out to eat, well, okay, I only have $175 left and it's the beginning of the month or whatever, yeah. you know, just kind of having that knowledge in the back of your head of what your budget is. It's also one of those things too, that I don't think that most people even think about how it affects their, like their credit score, their, you know, you know, if they have an emergency that comes up and they've got to get a hold of a little loan to be able to get, you know, their air conditioner fixed. Mm -hmm. Those are expensive items. Things are going to come up that, you know, you can't budget for in your normal budget, but you have to be able to be in a position to where you can cover that and take care of that by getting a little personal loan or uh, whatever that may be. But you aren't able to do that if you don't have the proper credit, you don't have the proper finances in order. And credit card debt, unfortunately, is not good debt on your credit, right. especially if you have several credit cards that are open and then you yeah. need to borrow money for, like you're saying, an emergency, you might not be credit worthy enough. Yeah. So then you get into trying to find what somebody in your family to borrow money from or, that or you have to go to these places that are like the quick cash the places, quick cash, which yeah. also looks bad on your credit. Yeah. Yeah. It can get and I don't in a think a lot of people situation. think about that. Yeah, if you're in a bad situation and you got to have the money, you got to have the money, and some people got to do what they got to do. But, right. You know, you don't think about the consequences of again just not preparing. Yeah. Your finances and, and having to dig out of that hole. Yeah, because that can take years to get out of. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that in wise spending, again, when we were early married and throughout different points in our marriage, we did not have a lot of extra money that we could put in savings no. and put to the side. You know, you hear 
for like wise financial planning and stuff that you need an emergency fund. And I totally agree with that. Like you should absolutely have an emergency fund of however much money you've decided would be adequate. And you Mm -hmm. need that sitting in account somewhere that you don't touch. But for that to get up to its capacity, that can take a really long time. Oh yeah. So if you purpose today, regardless of what age you are, if you're like, yeah, we need to start working on an emergency fund. Well, if you start working on that today in six months, that emergency fund is probably not going to be where you still need it to be. Right. Because maybe you're only able to put a hundred dollars a month in it or $50 a month in it. It takes time to build up thousands of dollars of savings or whatever you've determined is a good, even a couple thousand dollars of savings. It can take time to build that up. So in the interim, what happens if your car breaks down Yeah. or you have a large (laughs) medical bill? You have to use that money. You're starting all over again. Yeah. So then you use that money and you start over. So I'm not anti-loans at all. I think that sometimes it is necessary, but to what you're saying, I totally agree. If you've just allowed yourself to quote get loans for just all the things you want like using that credit card like it's nothing or going out and buying a brand new car because you can afford the payment that's great if you want to get a car loan and you can afford the payment but can you afford that payment and also set aside money into your savings and into your emergency fund and those kind of things that's what you have to think about is it's not just what i want right now and not that we should worry about the future and think well how am i going to pay for all these things in the future you still got to plan you have to plan and you have to be prepared and i think that having a budget it's an ebb and flow because your changes yeah your income changes and Mm -hmm. your your expenses change like when we think about our 24-year marriage We've had a lot of different ways that our life has looked, mm-hmm. you know, lots of different income levels, lots of different spending levels, like having children changes things, <laughs> you know, so you, to, yeah. <laughs> so you have to kind of reconsider or maybe different commitments that you make, like, well, we're going to spend this on this project, you know, maybe we want to do something mm-hmm. in the house. And so you have this little project that you're setting aside money for, for a few months or whatever. And so going back to that budget and revisiting it, just because you set it, maybe, like I said, you and I at the beginning of the year, yeah. it doesn't mean that come May, you can't look at it again and restructure some things oh, yeah. to try to figure out how can we do this home renovation project that we want to do can we cut money out of our eating out budget or out of our blow fund where like maybe you and I take a little bit of cash each week just to do what we want with can we minimize Mm -hmm. that for a time so that we can reallocate those funds to something for our home I just think being open with your partner if you don't have a partner just being honest with yourself about Mm -hmm. your spending and I even think if you're a single person who is independent and on their own I don't think it hurts to have like an accountability partner like a mentor person like a friend in your life or a spiritual mentor in your life that helps you with financial decisions that you allow to look at your finances and say where can I do better you know Mm -hmm. if this is something you struggle with yeah that'd be definitely would be wise what do you think is has been the hardest thing for you when you look back over our 24 years of marriage and when we talk about finances and budgets what has been something that you look at and go man that's just been really hard when it comes to budgeting that is that's a good question I would say on the front end of it, sometimes whenever you do put down a budget and then you do see what you make, it gives you a little pressure to be like wanting to have more because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's all the further that's going, you know, that's all we're getting out of that or that's all we're saving at the end of the month, you know? Yeah. So you do and have you feel a like you work hard for your money. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. You feel like you've like really busted it and it's like, that's all I have to show for it type thing. But then on the flip side of that, a lot of times budgeting for me is that you do that I have wanted to just be able to 
go get this accessory from my truck or mm-hmm. I want to be able to go get this thing from a motorcycle or whatever. And I don't want to have to wait six months for it because I had to wait and save up. You yeah. know, it, it's something that you and your buddies were talking about. You know, I'd be talking about trucks or something like that. And, and one of them will have just gotten something, you know, and I'd be like, oh, that'd be cool. I'd, I'd love to have one of those. And it's like, but I don't have the money right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just to try to keep within that budget and keep within knowing that I was going to have to account for that or, you know, that if I just, oh, I'll just go buy it, you know, and mm-hmm. we'll, I'll, I'll fix it later or whatever, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. I'm not going to say that would be easy to do. It would be, it's tempting to do. And then mm-hmm. you just, just get, you know, I would get myself in trouble really easy. But even, you know, before we got married and I was keeping up with my checkbook and stuff like that, I mean, I was able to set aside and, you know, kind of did things, tried to do things the right way yeah. with it. But I do believe that, yeah, looking, looking over the 24 years, it's the first part of that was is probably the biggest thing for me is just like you have goals to want to be able to make more or mm-hmm. to be able to when, when you do put it down on paper just to look at it and be like ah. you know <laughs> I want to be able to save more I want to be able yeah. you know you just have those goals and you have those aspirations to be able to do bigger things we all can work towards goals and we all need goals yes so those are good goals to have and good things to kind of keep in the back of our mind and sometimes putting it down on paper helps us it shows us where, hey, I need to work harder at this or yeah. I need to put a little more work into day to day or whatever just to get to another level or to another checkpoint, I guess. And but, I think there's something to be said for self-discipline. Like yeah. even if you make yeah. so much money, way more than you need, you all your well, needs are met. Done that. We haven't. <laughs> but I'm just saying if like for people who do yeah. have high salaries and they really don't have to think about money, they don't yeah. have to think about it a lot. I still think that there is a lot to be said for self-discipline and, and denying yourself sometimes like living in a world of instant gratification, that can be a dangerous road. I want that and I get it every single time. Sure. That's like, I feel like that can do something to your brain. Well, you hear about, you know, people that are what we would call rich and they always say, you know, this a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, so they do have that mentality of wanting a little bit more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we have people that we know that are more well off than us, but Mm -hmm. they are just down to earth people. You would never know it. And they just seem happy. And I think that's the key is they're just normal people. You know, that's just kind of, they don't act like they have a ton of money. (laughs) And they're givers. The ones, I think the ones that you're talking about, a lot of times when people have a lot and their needs are met, and some of their wants are met, then they're yeah. happy to share it with other people. You know, they yeah. give it, they donate it to charities or help into mm-hmm. individual families, maybe through their church that they know are having a hard time or something. And I think what a gift that would be. Oh, yeah. And I hope that we would be that kind of people. Yeah. Um, I think we've tried to practice that some with what God has blessed us with, but I hope that if he blesses us with more, that we would be more willing to do that, right. that we wouldn't just be like, Absolutely. oh, yay, now I can go to Starbucks every day. Or, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to start having weekly pedicures. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying any of those things are bad. Right. And I'm not saying that if I did those things, I wouldn't be in God's will. But I'm just saying I hope that my initial yeah. thought would be, you know, how can I use this for his glory? How can I bless other people? people mm-hmm. with what he's given me because I think we have been blessed a lot by other people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I I don't want to take that for granted and I would want to be a giver in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a really cool idea. And another thing about the people who are quote rich, you and I talk not about people specifically, but you know, you drive past a neighborhood or oh, buy yeah. a house and it's like this huge house or this really nice neighborhood and all the cars that you see are super nice cars. And we're like, what 
do these people do? <laughs> and they have so much money, you know? Yeah. And you and I are both like, they're probably so in debt. <laughs> That's how we always say. <laughs> That's or how we if, comfort ourselves. <laughs> or if not, they have to work 88 hours a week. <laughs> or that. We say that too. Like, they're probably so in debt. Or they're probably never home to enjoy it because they're constantly uh-huh. working. Or stressed. I mean, I think... Yeah. That a lot of times to, you know, the higher salary jobs are higher yeah. salary for a reason because you've gone through a lot of stress to get your education yeah. and all that. And the job itself is really stressful. And I don't know that I would trade my life for that yeah. because I, not that our life isn't stressful, but yeah. money really isn't a huge stressor for mm-hmm. us. No. And I'm really grateful for that. And I do think that it is because we've always had a median income and right. we've always put it on paper to know what we have coming in and what's going out. We've had to work at it, but we're not afraid to deny ourselves. I mean, we definitely have both had impulse moments and impulse seasons where we probably spent, uh, probably we spent more than we should, or we didn't allocate our funds the right way. Mm -hmm. But I think overall in our marriage, putting it on paper, talking to each other about it is key. Like I can't just put stuff on paper and not talk to you about it. And they'd be like, hey, here's our budget. Like it has to be an agreed upon Mm -hmm. thing. And I think doing that is helpful. Yeah. And over the years, we've had a dollar amount that we wouldn't spend without talking to the other one about. Oh, yeah. And that's grown over the years because as our finances have grown, then that spending limit has grown. But even now, I think for the most part, it's still like a hundred bucks, you know, maybe 150, something like that. But like if it's a big purchase, you know, we're not going to just do it and then Mm -hmm. come home and be like, hey, look what I bought. Or, hey, I bought this or bought that. You know, like I'm not just going to decide we need a new TV and go get a new TV. Yeah. Like that's not that's not a decision either one of us are individually. Well, you don't get to pick the TV, though. That's true. I would never do that because I would have no idea what to pick. (laughs) And you'd pick a very small one because it (laughs) looks cute or it fits in a certain spot. Fits the decor better. No. But if speaking of, like of decor, like if I wanted to go yeah. buy something for the house, like new pillows for the couch, like if I'm at Hobby Lobby and I see a really cute throw pillow and it's $25, I don't call you and no, say, yeah, no. hey, do you mind if I, I was wondering where you're going pillow? with that because I was like, I don't think you would call me for a pillow. No, like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but there would have yeah. been, there was a time in our marriage when I would have. Yes. Like I can yeah. remember being at well, a clothing store specifically and I was with friends yeah. at this clothing store and they had their dress pants on sale and I was in need of some new dress pants and their dress pants were on sale. So I was called you and I was like, Hey, I'm going to get a black pair and a khaki pair if you're okay with that, but it's going to be like $30. And you're (laughs) like, that's totally fine. I I know you said you've been needing them. I think that's fine. I think, I think you'll be fine to get those. Like I called you to make sure because we were still in a season of our life where $30 was kind of a big deal. And there were times when we only had $30 in our checking account, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, we had money. Yeah. We always have had money in our savings, right. um, but still not a ton. And you agreed to that. But now if I were out somewhere and saw something yeah. for $30, I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just something like that though, that I believe that sometimes we have to swallow our pride for budgeting. Yeah. yeah. Because, and that's me, I'm talking me there is sometimes yeah, do I want to be able to, you know, if I'm out at the parts store or if I'm out at Academy, you know, I like to go there. You and do the, like that store. You know, and I want to buy something. I make my money. Yeah. You know, I buy what I want, you know. Yeah. Well, no, we need to be humble and we need to be realized that this is for the greater good. Oh, the dog just chimed in. Yeah, there's a sales guy at the door. 
there's times that we need to humble ourselves because it's for the greater good of your family or your marriage, you know, or your overall goals for your life. Because, you know, we have a goal of putting aside that emergency fund or we have a goal Mm -hmm. of being able to save this amount of money for this other item that we're trying to do or this, you know, remodeling part of the house or whatever we wanted to do. We've got Mm -hmm. these goals. But if I'm so selfish and so full of pride that I'm like, well, I saw this gun that I want, you know, and I'm yeah. going to just go buy it. And there's $700 right there. And I haven't talked to you about it or I just feel entitled that I make my money and I'm going to mm-hmm. spend it how I want to. Well, that's not going to be for the good of the whole family. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to, you do, you have to humble yourself and you have to be, you know, take the pride out there and, and be willing to do it for the betterment of the the whole family there. So I think you and I both worked really hard at that mentality because it is our family's money. It's not like, well, I make this amount and you make this amount. And so I'll be in charge of this amount and you be in charge of that amount. It really doesn't, work in my opinion if you're not on the same page if this is just our money because then like where do the kids come into play like they you know they don't make money so you have to spend your money on your kids and you need to do that in a joint manner in a collective manner and then we've had a season where I didn't make very much money and I think that someone on the opposite side of that like what you're saying that had a lot of pride like wrong kind of pride and like, well, I get to control the money because I make the money and you don't make the money. Like you never made me feel that way. And I think it's because you had a right relationship about it where you knew that what I was doing in our home had value. I just didn't, there was not, nobody's paying me for it, you know, (laughs) but if you don't have someone in your home doing those things then you would have to pay for it or you would both have to be doing those things together. And so that I do appreciate that about you that when we've been through seasons like that where you've made more money and I haven't hardly made any, <laughs> you know, that you haven't had that mentality. But it, it is easy to slip into that. Like, oh, yeah. well, I make money. I can stop and do this or I can buy that if I want and decide not to talk to the other person. And I think that's definitely where problems come in. Yeah. And isn't it typical, at least it seems like it's typical that when you do have other stressors going on, that that's when something's going to mess up. Yeah. That's when you're going to have a big ticket item. The refrigerator goes out, you know, the air conditioner messes up, you know, and you're like, oh my goodness, we just, we just got ahead and we're doing this or we Mm -hmm. just, you know, had this and this happen. And now all of a sudden, you know, we've got to take care of this expense and that expense, but that's exactly how, that's kind of what I was alluding to when I said, if you decide to start today, like let's set an emergency oh, yeah. fund today. It's almost yeah. like without a doubt in the next couple of months, something's <laughs> going to happen where that emergency fund would have come in real handy had you have yeah. been saving on it for the last yeah. couple of years, you know, yeah. but I think don't let that deter you. Still try to put, even if it's just $10 a week, try to yeah. put something aside something. for savings and for emergency and like create that discipline within yourself. Mm-hmm. I think living a disciplined life has a lot of value. Oh yeah, definitely does have a value to have a disciplined life because that goes into everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not just budgeting. I mean, that's in every area of our lives, you know, being well disciplined, but I think it's just so obvious in our finances. Yeah. Personally and probably, I mean, most everybody else is not going to see that in your own life. I mean, I mean, every once in a while you see somebody that's completely broke or, you know, yeah. whatever. But for the most part, people don't know other people's finances and they shouldn't. That's not. Yeah, that's a private matter. It's a private matter. Yeah, that's definitely something that's something within internally that you've got to make a determination to have that discipline. And that as we have determined, you know, if we can do great things with a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, God is going to bless us with the little bit that we have. 
yeah. and with the little bit that we give. And it has rang true for us. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us we can't outgive God. And it has rung true for us through the years that, you know, sometimes it would be easy to just cut back on the giving part of it, you know, and oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have more money for this and that and the other. But it is one of those things that when we talk about budgets, I do believe it's a biblical thing. And it's something that God blesses if we use our money for his glory and and in the right way. So mm-hmm, absolutely. But what about you to answer your question that you had for me? Can you go back to that? What would your thoughts about over the years? What was the hardest part about budgeting? It's similar to what you said in yeah. that it's just hard not to stop and buy what you want to buy when yeah. you want to buy it. And it's because you have a lot of friends that do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I totally get that. Or you got a girlfriend, you know, that says, hey, let's go out for a girl's night or something like that. And yeah, sometimes you have to say no. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it's not fun. To and say that no. is hard. I actually was just talking to somebody about that the other day who's kind of going through a life shift right now. And that yeah. person is having to reevaluate their finances and they're yeah. losing an income and different things. And we were having that same conversation. It's just yeah. so hard because you have people who are wanting to be there for you. So they're like, hey, let's go do this. You know, let's hang out. Yeah, but and going and doing that costs me money. <laughs> yeah. And they're not really like offering to pay for you or you don't yeah, expect yeah. them to pay yeah. for you. So oh, then you feel like you need to decline the invitation. And we've even had this conversation with our daughter as she yep. is oh, yeah. has been driving now for going on a year. And she does have a job and we pretty much pay for everything she needs but she pays for all of her wants and she is realizing how expensive it is to oh, just wow. go eat out with a friend. Oh, wow. So she was wanting to save for something. I can't remember now, but she had made the comment, man, I really need to start saving <laughs> a little more and stop spending yep. so much. And we do have her on a savings plan where when she sure. gets her paycheck, she does have a certain percentage that we've asked her to move to her savings. And she's yeah. been doing that pretty responsibly, but she still has a pretty good bit left yeah. that she can spend. And, so we were trying to give her tips. I on, remember that conversation. Yeah. I'm like, you can still, if your friends want to go to Sonic, you can still go to Sonic, but just get a drink. You don't have to yeah. get a whole entire meal, especially if you're just going to be coming home. Yeah. Like go get a slushie at Sonic that costs $3 yep. instead of or, a whole meal that can cost $10 and then come home and yep. eat dinner. Or when you go to the Mexican restaurant, you don't have to get that queso. Yeah. You don't. It's so all. good. It's so hard not to get the queso, yeah. but you can but save money. You can just eat the chips and salsa and get a, you know, lunch meal, you know, something mm-hmm. cheap, you know, and or share a meal with a friend or get a kid's meal. Yeah. A lot of restaurants will let you get a kid's meal instead yeah. of an adult meal. And it's so much less expensive. And we've instilled in both of our kids over the years of when we go to a sit down restaurant, we order water. And yeah. that's just a, a small thing. But when you're taking four people out to eat, Every single time or more because a lot of times they'll bring friends and we don't ask the friends to order water like we're not like we have to all order water. But we've (laughs) always told our kids when we go to a sit down restaurant, we order water because most restaurants, the drink is three dollars, like two ninety nine is a typical price. And some restaurants, it's more than that. So when you times that by four people, you're talking twelve to sixteen dollars just because you wanted a Sprite or just because you wanted a soda of some sort when we're just probably coming home after. And we typically have soda here at home, you know, and our kids don't drink enough water as it is. Yeah, (laughs) Probably none of us drink as much as we really should on a regular basis. So just small things like that. So we've tried to share that little tidbit of information with her, just because you are on a budget and you are trying to live 
trying to make your money work for you, like trying to tell your money where to go instead of your money just flying out of your pocket, doesn't mean you can't go do fun things. But when you go do those fun things, you don't go hog wild. Like you can still go to a restaurant with your friend, but maybe just order a drink or just order a small dish. You don't have to go spend $20. You can actually spend like $6. (laughs) Any other nuggets of things that were difficult for you over the years? I think that's really it. It's just the, honestly, the instant gratification. It's just the selfishness of it, I think, is just wanting to stop at Starbucks or stop and, or get my nails done on a regular basis or, which I don't think I'd actually do that, but you know, just like, but knowing I could or wanting to go to a boutique and buy something and not have to worry about, is this on sale or go into the clearance rack or things like that. And some of those things are so ingrained in me that I don't even know that if I had Had a lot of money money, that I would do some of those things. But I really think just the stopping and spending the frivolous stuff is probably where over the years I've been like, man, that would sure would be nice. You know, to do like your Starbucks. I do like to go to Starbucks. Yes, I do. And I would like, I like to eat out. Yeah. So that is a discipline for me that I take my lunch to work pretty much every day. And some of that, yes, it's money. It's the expense of it. And that's where it all started. But also for me, as I've gotten older, it's become health. Yeah. Eating out also is there's it's harder to have healthy choices. (laughs) What? It's terrible for us. It can be. It's harder to make healthy choices, in my opinion, when I go to a restaurant because I'm like, oh, they have all these great options, you know, and you can eat healthy eating out. But I'm just saying for me, it's harder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I think for me, taking my lunch every day to work and stuff like that has been, again, it originally started in a discipline of finances and as a need for, you know, try to keep control of our money. And it has grown into more of one of smaller portions, healthier food. I can control that and manage that better. Um, But that definitely is something over the years where I'm like, man, if I could just eat out all the time or just stop at at the coffee shop or whatever, anytime I want. (laughs) Do you think it's going to be harder for our kids and someday our grandkids? I do. I think that the longer the that I live, the more that I see, and maybe our parents and grandparents would say this about us, but I just I know, think our yeah. culture is a world of instant gratification right. in a way that has not been before because of technology. I just yeah. think everything that our kids experience is instant. Like, Used well, they to, see everything too, like on TikTok and Instagram, everything. They see all the cool so many stuff. More that advertisements get. in front of them, yeah. Everybody gets all these cool things and they got the advertisements. Oh, I want that, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes it difficult. I do think that we had a little bit of an advantage to that whenever we were younger because you, I mean, I only ever saw the commercials to the cartoons on Saturday mornings. Yeah. You know, and, you know, half the time it was like, that's just something on TV that's far out of reach for me, you know. Yeah. Anything we even really, there wasn't a reality of getting something that mm-hmm. we saw as an advertisement. But our kids, it's I everywhere. Mean, you see it, you can Google it, you can check it on Amazon, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want, and you can have it tomorrow if you wanted it. Even just researching, like our son got an aquarium recently, oh, yeah. and so he's been doing a lot of research on fish. But even as he's using the laptop, you know, and Googling different things about fish, on the what's on the sidebar of your screen <laughs> yeah. is constant advertisements, you yeah. know? and so there, you can't go without it. Like just trying to do some educational research on how to take care of his fish. He's oh, constantly yeah. seeing advertisements for stuff. And um, you're exactly right. I just think that as we were growing up, we might see other kids have stuff like kids yeah. at school or church or in our circle, social circles. 
but that was really it. And now not only do our kids see it in their social circles, but they're seeing it everywhere else they look. Like when they're researching how to take care of their fish, when they're looking at a TikTok or an Instagram, or when we're watching a show on television, there's just so much advertisement and so much instant gratification with technology. Like when you and I were Mm -hmm. young, if we wanted to call one of our friends, we might have to leave a message on their answering machine. Like their family had one phone and it stayed plugged in at their house. Uh, And you know, they didn't have it in the car with them. So if you called your friend's house and their family was gone, they weren't (laughs) home. So you left a message. You didn't get the instant gratification of getting to speak with them or shooting them a text message. So they got your information right away. And in this world that we live in, like when our kids call us or text us, they expect that we're going to answer right away. And honestly, I expect that of them. Like I've become accustomed to that when someone in our family specifically doesn't answer the phone or answer their texts right away i'm like well what are they doing <laughs> why are they not doing that you know but that ends up pouring over into money i think it floods into other things yeah. for sure i just think yeah. and because that for us it's become an acquired skill <laughs> like yeah. for me and when i'm right. saying i expect them to answer their phone or whatever yeah. like that's because i've lived in this for a long time now but that's all they've lived right they've only lived that and i do think it's just it's going to be harder for them to manage their money i also don't feel like our culture is as wise about their money as what they were maybe when we were growing up and like our parents generation i won't get into the politics of everything well i'm just you're right (laughs) i think that i mean there's always people who've been bad with money don't get me wrong no no i'm talking about i also think there was it was more common or more accepted to live a more simple life right. years ago. Right. And now it, it's, you're looked at as though but, you're like weird yeah. if you want to live but a more simple life be, or a disciplined life. I, I think that was probably still prevalent years ago as well. It's just different areas were different. And you don't see different it as much. Different parts of the country, different areas, you know, yeah. whether you lived in the big city or you lived out in the county, you just, you didn't see it as much because you didn't have that in front of your face all the you time. You didn't that's, have the social media That's the where technology. I was meaning yeah. with, you know, do you think our kids and our grandkids mm-hmm. are going to have a harder time with that because it is in front of your face yeah. all the time, so... Yeah, that's part of it. But I do think that fighting the good fight and you yourself as an adult trying to live a disciplined life and Mm -hmm. manage your money. And I'm just going to say what we've said already five times, like write it down on paper, put it in front of your eyeballs. What do you have coming in? What do you have going out? And it's not so that you can just tell yourself no and not have any fun. It's really so that through the years you can have fun because I think we've. Yeah, we've gotten to do a lot of things because we've been wise about it. And I hope that for other people, too. Absolutely. So until the next time on the Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous, (laughs) Craig and Tiff signing out on budgeting. Uh, Definitely not the Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Definitely not. Maybe the famous part's coming there. I mean, we've been doing this podcasting thing for a little while now. Yeah, look at us. Like we're working on it little by little, week by week. Thank y'all for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank y'all for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll talk to you next time. Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. And now for a review from one of our followers. Healthy Iron Girl. Only on episode two but y'all have brought a bright morning while at work i love listening to the podcasts so this will be my new podcast during the day helps to get through the hectic day thanks healthy iron girl and don't forget to like share and review us on your favorite podcasting apps